Welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. We're so happy that you are here. I am your host, Mary Ann Peck, a spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And today I have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine, uh, Jess Perret with us. Welcome, Jess. I'm so glad you got to join us. Thank you so much for having me, Mary Ann. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And her website is alchemylearningsolutions.com. So we're going to learn all about what that is. And um, let's just jump right in, Jess. Tell us who Jess is and what good you bring into the world. Thank you. Yes. So um, I am a learning alchemist. I am um, a business owner and I'm an avid hiker. Among other things, I'm a nature enthusiast and a bird watcher um, and a, a reader of all things um, psychology, self-help, and philosophy. Um, and so, <laughs> so what good do I bring into the world? Um, I, through my work, I really see that as being um, where I share my gifts with the world. Um, so my focus is on helping as many people as possible to find happiness and peace in their lives and learn to relate to themselves and to other people with, um, with more skill. And so that's the good that I'm trying to bring into the world. Um, just people more equipped to enjoy their lives. I love that. You spoke to my heart with all the, the bird watching and our farm is, um, I live in rural Texas, north of Dallas, about an hour and a half north of Dallas. And our farm is a designated wildlife management area. So we mm. have lots of feeders out for the birds that, that live here and then all those that migrate through. So um, we get to see lots and lots of different species. So that's, that's just so much fun. That touches my heart. And then of course, being out, being out in nature, that's always, that's always, it's like living at a park here, you know, that's what mm. I always tell people. Um, so, and then of course, reading your love of reading all things uh, for me, it's like anything transformational. I just mm-hmm. love it, whether it's, you know, in the, uh, natural medicine area Mm. or holistically or um our spiritual growth or our um, mental evolution our evolution Mm -hmm. that's that's certainly a love for me so you got me there (laughs) (laughs) yep there was a a point where i i had to slow it down and uh it it felt like it was a little bit compulsive. I was reading just like I was gobbling up the self-help faster than I needed to. So I gave myself a, a little break, a little fast for a minute until I could get back into just consuming the information in a way that that was um, coming from a place of curiosity rather than a place of needing to fix myself. Yes, yes, yes. I so mm-hmm. agree there. It's not your, yeah, that compulsion to, I got to fix what's broken in me. And mm-hmm. broken. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to relax and ease and, and t- take your time. So our, um, you, you also talked about being a um, chief learning alchemist. Can you explain that a little bit? What, what do you mean? 
Yeah. So my company is Alchemy Learning Solutions. And the name came to me in the middle of the night. Um, I woke up out of a sleep, you know, 3am. I was like, alchemy. <laughs> um, and for me, that word is all about transformation and creation. And there's something magical about it. Um, and so a chief learning alchemist is the person that is stewarding or helping facilitate that transformation um, and the magic. So that's what I do as I help my clients create online courses. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, um, so you work a lot, you, you work more with people like coaches or uh, what kind of clients do you typically have that are wanting to create a course? Because I would think there's a lot of industries that could create a course that would be some kind of a learning. Yes, yeah. So the online course market is um, around $350 billion um, in revenue. It's massive. <laughs> there are courses on everything from beekeeping to painting to, you know, anything you could want, physics, whatever. So um, my little slice of that pie that I want to focus on is working with coaches and consultants and experts and healers who, whose content focuses on helping people thrive in their lives. So I really get excited about um, mindset coaching and um, you know teaching about mindfulness or self-compassion or emotional intelligence, the tools that can really help people um, heal from their suffering and, and feel happier and more peaceful. Because that's what's impacted me. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us how, how transformation has impacted you? I mean, what has that done for you personally? What has that done for you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, even in your business? You know, mm -hmm. how has that, that transformational journey worked out for you? What mm -hmm. has that provided for you? Yeah. So I think like many people, um, you know, the first 30 years of my life, I, I didn't realize that I had any wounds. Um, I just thought, you know, I had a personality and um, that's who I was. And when I got divorced, um, my wounds became more activated. And so I, <laughs> you're laughing, I see. <laughs> no, I raised my hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So, um, so yeah, and then I, I started acting like a crazy person. I was self-sabotaging and I didn't understand why. I was like, this is does not make sense. Like logically, I know that I shouldn't be doing this and I, I just can't help myself. What is this about? And so I started to become aware that maybe I did have some wounds. Maybe there was some trauma um, and that trauma doesn't have to be the big T trauma, you know, in order to, to have an impact on you. Um, so it doesn't have to mean um, death or, you know, um, injury or war zone, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So when I started to recognize like, oh, okay, there's some healing that, that could be done, then I started to blame myself. Like, ah, I'm broken. There's something uniquely wrong here with me. Everybody else got the handbook for life and I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> and so I wallowed in that for a while. Um, and then I found that I found some mentors, really some spiritual teachers. I got 
um, introduced to the shamanic tradition, um, a Peruvian shamanic tradition, and some healers that really helped me um, helped me recognize that I'm not uniquely broken. I'm not that special. Everybody feels this way <laughs> to some degree, um, and that it is possible to heal. And there are lots of techniques out there. And um, and so I, I engaged, I threw myself into that journey like headlong and I did everything under the sun to try and feel better in my life. Um, and it, that took a couple of years and um, of really in, intentional work and not focusing on other areas of my life. Um, and so it wasn't until this past year where I felt like I'd gotten to a point where that was dealt with enough that I could really focus on my creative endeavors, what I wanted to bring to the world. Um, and that's what enabled me to launch my business. There's no way I could have done that if I was still, you know, letting my anxiety run the show and worrying about doing everything the right way and having to know everything, having to do it all by myself. None of those mindsets were going to get me there. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, what, what, I was just thinking when you said something about the um, um, that you kind of knew that you had healed enough. Mm. Speak a little bit about that because I'm sure there are listeners probably who are doing some transformational work, and it's like, when will I be ready? When will I be ready? When will I know it's time I can do something and move mm -hmm. forward and actually create something bigger than myself that impacts? Mm -hmm the benefit of the world, you know, or those around me? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. And I thought I was ready a few years before. Um, and I, I started a business and I threw myself into it. And I had no community of support. I had no coach or mentor. I um, had really high expectations of what a, a good job was. And so by the second week, I was having a panic attack mm. and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is all going terribly. You know, I should just give up and I gave up. Mm. So two weeks into the business gone. So I was not ready. Um, so I think for me, it wasn't like I got to a point and I was like, Oh, wow, I've reached, I've reached the threshold. I am now ready. Uh -huh. <laughs> it, yeah, I didn't wake up and, you know, <laughs> I look different. Um, I, I think it was just, I felt, it felt less like, a, an, exist, like a, um, an existential threat to risk going into business for myself. Mm -hmm. It felt like, like, okay, I'm held by something. I can surrender to this knowing that's inside of me that wants to come out and, and become something. I can trust that and trust in my capacity to pick myself up if, if I fall down. And I don't have to make that mean that I'm a failure, that I've done something irresponsible by trying this. You know, I, I guess I had gotten to a point of acceptance of myself and tr self-trust. And I was surrounded by community of, of other entrepreneurs who were so supportive and, um, and I knew that I wouldn't have to do it by myself. I like that. I, I, 
I agree. It's kind of to the point where you just, it's just like the natural flow. Mm -hmm. uh, you've, you've worked this much and then it's, um, it doesn't have that emotional sting mm. that it had before. Mm -hmm. It's more of a calm, like when you talk about it, it's more mm, almost matter of factly, not that you're, you know, diminishing it of what happened or whatever, but it's just that that healing balm has mm -hmm. covered the joy, the love, the appreciation. You're mm -hmm. appreciating who you're becoming who you're mm -hmm. seeing yourself become. You start yeah. seeing it reflected in other people back to you, that mirror that we have of, uh, you know, people reflecting back to us who, who we are um, sometimes. And then, and then also your, when it was time to move into your work, did it feel more, um, more like ease? It yes. wasn't that, like you said, it wasn't your panic attack. <laughs> no, gosh, it felt like night and day. Um, it, I didn't even have a plan um, for how it was all going to unfold. I, I talked to some friends. It was just natural conversation. And I was listening to myself, my inner wisdom that was saying, no, don't apply for corporate jobs. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to. And I, I didn't make that mean that I was lazy. Instead, I, I listened and said, oh, maybe there's some wisdom there. Um, and, and then I had the next conversation and the next conversation. And I answered, I, I asked myself, what questions do I need to answer to take a step forward? Mm -hmm. And that took so much pressure off. And so within like a week of having the idea, I had a business coach and I was on my way um, within the, by the end of that first month, I had doubled my income. Um, clients were just like coming to me. Um, it was not difficult. I didn't have to try hard. I didn't have to force myself to create Facebook ads and like master some funnel and algorithm. And no, I just, I just showed up in some beautiful communities of, of entrepreneurs. And I told people what I offered and they, my, my people found me. Um, yeah, so it has felt like fun and a breath of fresh air, um, just aligned, fully aligned. Yeah, I love that. I love that story. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that, <clears throat> that impressed me too, is that you, you went ahead and got a business coach, you got coaching mm -hmm. and that's what I stress to people because coaching should be the natural outflow of our growth. I mean, every time we're looking for growth, we're at a new high. So we need another coach to guide us to the next level and the next level. Like this should be a normal, normal part of our lives that we have coaches and mentors. Because again, I, I, I've always said, if we could have done this on our own, we would have done it. We would have already accomplished it. We're relational people. We need that. We need that guidance from someone else. It's, mm -hmm. uh, like I talk about, you know, helping people, they're on a quest. Well, everyone on a quest requires a guide. It's in all the stories we've ever read 
or all the movies to help them overcome their obstacles and and um and deal with their nemesis and so I, i'm so thankful that you just jumped right in and got coaching because you saw the importance that to make it flow easier coaching was the way to go absolutely yeah i would highly recommend getting a coach um and you know it's like when you're a, an athlete as a kid right and every level that you get to of the sport, you get a, a new coach that is equipped with different tools and able to um, mentor you at a different level. So it's funny to me that we have only recently started to acknowledge that coaching was a useful and important um, part of the process of our personal growth and, and professional growth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, years ago, years ago, when I first heard about, heard something like life coaching, I was like, what in the world is that? What do you need somebody to coach your life for? <laughs> now, having <laughs> had many, many life coaches and business coaches and uh, spiritual coaches, I see their great value and um and love it when I get to connect my audience with coaches and, and people in service like you so that, that again, the whole point of this is to expand our impact and make a greater, uh, be a, a greater benefit to our world around us. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Are there like specific lessons or things that you could excuse me, tell us about, you know, lessons you learned on your journey or even as you looked into getting your business or on this business path since you've been in your business now for a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the biggest, I would say, personal lesson that I've learned is about self-acceptance and self-compassion. Um, and so I've done a lot of work around my worthiness, um, how I show that I love myself, um, how much of myself I accept, you know, even the, the shadowy parts. Um, and am I able to bring all of that to my interactions with people? Um, or am I hiding pieces of myself? Am I dimming pieces of myself because I'm afraid to be seen? So yeah, a lot of it, a lot of the work has been around that acceptance, compassion when I, when I mess up, because there was a, a long time where I was a perfectionist and a people pleaser and my expectations were constantly not being met. And so, you know, my self-concept was really distorted. Um, and so doing that work laid the foundation for me to come into my business with a sense of groundedness of like, this is who I am and I like who I am. I think she's pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's okay to me if everybody doesn't like me, that's not my business. Um, and, but because there are gonna be people that I do resonate with. And, um, and so just really being grounded in that. Um, and another lesson has been about so bringing my whole self to my business too. Um, so that's been a really neat kind of developing, like peeling back of the onion 
um, because you know the name came to me. I was like, okay, yeah, I wanna I wanna come across as a little a little magicy, a little woo, um, and and so now I've been getting advice and coaching from my coaches about continuing to embody that in my business. And so um, the way that I'm different from all the other course creators out there, right, is that I, I pay attention to my clients and their, their learners, their clients, like full selves. So what's super important to me is showing up authentically as myself, but also helping them show up, show, show up authentically in their courses. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, showing up compassionately to myself, but also helping them show up compassionately to themselves because course creation is a lengthy, um, you know, complicated process of birthing something really intimate. And so it can be really um, vulnerable and people can be really hard on themselves. So compassion and then transformation. Um, and so like I'm being transformed every time I work with a client, I'm, my goal is for them to feel transformed by the interaction as well. So that we're then creating a, a course that helps their learners transform. So love that. I know we've talked about before about um, where does joy plug into it? Where, where mm. do you see that, you know, falling into place? Because, you know, as you transform, you're going to feel more joyful. So then where does that carry you? Mm. Yeah, man, my mind is going so many different directions I know. because, <laughs> because um, you know, I think about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, because when, before I kind of learned all the tools that are in my toolbox now, um, I had like a, a small range that I would allow myself to feel within um, and so if something got too uncomfortable, I would distract myself or avoid it or, you know, numb it or whatever. Um, and so what I didn't realize it was that I was missing out on because of that was the upper range of the emotional spectrum too. And so when I started to open up to the more painful feelings and let myself experience them, I started to experience wonder and awe and joy and delight and all these things that I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um, and so, you know, personally, that's, that's kind of where joy fits in for me. Um, now it's a much greater part of my life, um, just as pain is there too. But then in business, I think there's this idea out there that we've been sold maybe by capitalism that like we, it, work isn't about pleasure, work is about profit. And um, I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so that's part of what I'm trying to bring for myself too. Um, and, and, and hopefully that inspires and spills over to my clients that, um, that it should be fun. Like I wanna work with people that I enjoy working with. I wanna work on content that I'm interested in. Um, I want the process to feel fun for both of us so that it's not overwhelming for them. It's not, um, you know, it's not boring. It's not monotonous. Like there's a purpose behind it. And I think that leads to joy. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, 
I like you talking about the, you know, feeling the range of feelings. Uh, for me, I, yeah, I think I've struggled with, um, you know, teaching the law of attraction so much. It's like, oh, but if I focus there on those, on those negative feelings, well, I'm just going to expand them. And so, you know, I'm pushing them down mm. and it's my resistance that expanded them, not my feeling of them. <laughs> and when that like, ding, the light bulb in my soul went off, you know, it's like, I can actually allow myself to feel those negative feelings because I always wanted to try to suppress them and think, well, I got to feel more positive. I've, you know, I've got to climb up the emotional scale and that's, that's all fine and well, but man, if you keep suppressing them and pushing them, anything you resist persists, you know, um, yep. so that's what they'd keep doing, coming back around, coming back around. Here's a here's that feeling that you didn't uh, bother to process or uh, you know clear out clear that mm-hmm. energy out. So um, yeah, definitely understand that part because uh, your highs get a little higher. And I I don't know almost though for me years ago being such a negative negative person. Um, I was queen of complaining and created a very, very sick body because of it. So Mm. now, since I have done a lot of the the mindset transformation, spiritual transformation, you know, focusing on that, you know, who I am as an extension of source in joy and unconditional love and clarity and all those beautiful attributes. Um, I, um, let me think. I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> I just love it. Um, that it is supposed to, I, I liked how you brought it out that it's supposed to be fun. It mm-hmm. doesn't, what I, what I, I, I was just writing about before we got on here was about um, um, the, I'm such a serious person. I think mm-hmm. it's probably a lot like you with your perfectionism. You know, mm. you look at it and you think, oh, this is serious. I can't produce this if it's not perfect, you know. Mm. And um, but then realizing that it's 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 not serious. There isn't anything serious going on because of who we are. Yeah. Physical experience is like a nano nano second in eternity because we're right. so, you know, we have so much so much uh greater impact if we just relax and go "Ah, yes let that perfectionism go we can let the people pleasing go we can let the me my choice of (laughs) is always by seriousness you know this is something serious this this is important work so i need to take it seriously Mm. oh it's supposed to be fun and joyful and light-hearted and Yep. Yeah. And I love, I love that. And I'm thinking about what one of my mentors um, said. She, um, she would always challenge us when I was learning how to become an instructional designer um, to do it messy, to -hmm. just do it messy because a, that's how we learn. Mm -hmm. You froze up on me, Jess.
Can you say something? Let me see if I can hear you. There you are. Here I am. I lost you for a sec. Yes, I lost you. Can you go back and talk about what you were, um, what you started to say just a minute ago? Yeah, um, I was talking about my mentor who, um, when I was learning to become an instructional designer, would always say that we should do it messy. Um, and so the idea there was that it's progress, not perfection. Um, you know, the way it's the way to keep up your momentum is to just keep taking little steps forward and learning and tweaking and, um, and not getting so caught up in the right way to do it, the perfect way to do it. Is it good enough? And just try. And that's how we learn. So that's been another huge lesson that has enabled me to, to be a business owner <laughs> because there's so many pieces. Even if you're an expert in this whole area over here, there are so many pieces that you're going to have to learn and you're going to not get it right the first time, every time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's always, I wrote a blog one time about, can you see your dream through the mess? Because creation is messy. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't always stay in a neat little row in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, the example was a, you know, a designer building a chair, all the sanding and cutting and all that mess she she could just give up. But then in the end, she gets to see all the beauty of her handiwork, you know, the Mm -hmm. product, but it creation is just messy. So Mm -hmm. um, when you help, when you help people create their online courses, um, is it a particular type of client that you have or is it any kind of courses or I know you talked about that you really enjoy you know working with certain types of of course of material because it's close to your heart I'm sure Mm -hmm. yeah um so I do work with coaches and consultants um and we're creating courses that typically are online that are video based Mm -hmm. um so video is um a really important medium um nowadays, especially. And, um, and, you know, there's a lot of science coming out about how people learn. And, um, and so online learning is becoming more and more um, accepted, as we've had to go online um, for, you know, kids of all ages and colleges this past year. Um, And so what I do is I really help them not just make it, you know, a series of videos that people watch um, or tune out in, (laughs) Um, you know, but something that's really interactive and engaging and that challenges their learner to apply the information. Um, So there will be usually a short video, maybe two to five minutes explaining a concept or introducing something. And then it's like, go to your workbook or your journal and complete this activity, take this into your life and test it out for a week and observe what happens and come and report back. And maybe there's a Facebook group community where they're sharing, you know, what's going on with other people who are taking the same course. Um, maybe there's like a Q&A quarterly um, call with the course creator where they get to ask questions and get some coaching. So it's really like a hybrid model that's aimed at, um, at achieving transformation that's much greater than just, you know, watching a video on your own. I like that because it's, it's not just, you're not just disseminating information. Mm-hmm. It's an informational learning thing. It's not per se 
how to do this skill kind of thing. It's actually to promote that inner work, mm-hmm. becoming a bigger person, uh, you know, that, that transformation. I, I like that. It's, it's definitely, you know, what I like to see is, um, you know, it's transformation. It's not just information. Mm-hmm. Not- exactly. Yeah. So we think about not just what do we, what do people want to know or need to know? We think about what do they need to be able to do? Um, what do they need to, like, do they need to feel motivated differently to do something? Do they need to change their... I lost you. Are we back now? Oh, you're there. There you are. Oh man, sorry about that. All right, it's hard when you're traveling. Jess is traveling <laughs> right now, so she's got to work with somebody else's internet system. But she was still gracious enough to 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 be able to be with us. So. All right. Well, so where did you lose me? Should I start over there? <laughs> about like who they were being, or um, as yeah, material. Or- yeah. So the idea is that. It's not just about the information, like you said, Marianne. It's about action. It's about habits. It's about motivation. Um, so thinking about it more holistically is how we go about creating the courses. I like that. I'm definitely a holistic kind of person because it's always, I used to say mind, body, spirit, you know, because that's kind of the way we've always seen it. And then one time for me, I was in meditation and my spirit guide said, excuse me, you have that backwards. It's spirit, mind, body, because you wouldn't have mind, body if you didn't have spirit who, <laughs> who, who uh, started the whole process. So anyway, so now I say spirit, mind, body. Um, but yeah, it's becoming, I like how you say that because it's, to me, it's, it's who we're becoming. Hmm. we're not taking a course just to say oh I took that course and it was really nice it's who we're becoming who we want to become yeah because for me coaching the whole point of coaching is I'm here I want to be over there and I need that coach to help me become the person mm-hmm. to be over there yes not not that um these steps are just they, they're like, just like my checkoffs, you know, my, <laughs> it's who I'm actually transforming into be so that I yeah. am the person who can get myself from over there. Cause the coach isn't taking you. Mm-hmm. They're guide. They're just your help. They're just your support there. Yep. Yeah. I, I think about, um, you know, I set a goal for myself in this new year, like a billion other people, um, to eat healthier, right? And I know how to do it. I, I know the steps, right? It's not a knowledge problem. <laughs> um, it's, it's a motivation problem or a habit problem or an environment problem. And so that's what we're taking into consideration when we're creating these courses, that it's not a knowledge problem. Yes, 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 yes. It's not, it's not a lack of knowledge. It's, it's a lack of, yeah. And to, I, you know, 
motivation, inspiration, and listening to that little inner voice, mm. like you talked about when, when at the beginning um, of, you know, your inner voice, you know, guiding you and, and or, or might have been another podcast recording I just did. <laughs> I was talking about the inner voice. Yeah. Yes, I thought I thought we were. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> um, when you do so many of them, you you they kind of run together on you. <laughs> um, but yeah, just listening to that inner voice because we have to trust that mm-hmm. that is for our highest good. Because there's it's sort of like those two little voices. I mean, sometimes I call it my you know. Um, inner mean girl mm. trying to tell me all the shoulds and yep. well you need to learn this because you're you know you don't know this yet and then my other side my intuitive side is saying you know relax we have this quiet you mm-hmm. know, walk go be in quiet go meditate so that we can give you those. And just like you said, your alchemy came to you in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Well, dynamic thriving came to me in meditation. And I mm-hmm. didn't know what dynamic thriving meant. I didn't know it was going to turn into a podcast or a coaching concierge site or, you know, all these. Things. So, um, yes, listening to those that gives mm-hmm. you those nudges, those mm, inspiration, that motivation to. Yeah. Forward. Yeah. And it's funny, I'm thinking about um, a client that I started working with who is a, like a fitness coach and yoga teacher. um, And she is, you know, the most kind, lovely person. Um, And she knows her stuff. She has certifications out the wazoo. Um, She knows what she's talking about. And, and yet when we started planning out her course, she was so um, unsure and, you know, she, um, she was asking, saying things like, well, are people going to want it? Are people going to want to buy it? Is anyone interested in this? So maybe it will, maybe we'll teach a course on how to lose belly fat in whatever, 10 days or something. And I was like, okay, let's dig into this a little bit more. Like, is that really what you want to teach a course on? Like, what would feel really exciting for you to teach a course on? And that question opened up this realm of possibility for her to bring her full self to listen to that little voice inside that said, no, that's not what I want to teach a course on. I want to teach a course on sustainable, healthy habits that includes everything from nutrition to fitness to um, mindfulness and meditation. So the course became this whole um, beautiful offering that was much more her and much more robust than what we initially started talking about because we were able to listen to her little inner voice. That is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there's so many times that I look at, oh, I wonder what course I should, you know, create. And, um, you know, I just have such volumes and volumes of content that <laughs> Sometimes it just gets totally confusing. You know, I don't know what I would want to create a course on. So, mm-hmm. that's, um, yeah, a lot of people feel that way too. I, I run into that a lot. Um, and 
I think people overcomplicated it, overcomplicate it. <laughs> um, you know, because a course, when we're talking about an online course, is not the same thing as a college course. You know, it's not, it's not 15 weeks of an hour a week plus homework. You know, it's, it could be five hours worth of content. It could be one hour worth of content. Um, as long as you have the idea in mind of what is it that the person who completes this is going to walk away with. In, if you keep that in mind and make it something specific, then it, the course can be any size. So you could take the smallest nugget of something that is content that you have and make it into a course that's useful. Yes. So it's, the, it's their results based. Exactly. Now, what, what, what are they, like you said, what are they going to walk away with? What, mm -hmm. tra what one transformation can it be? Yes. So do you see that as better um, almost to focus like one area or one problem and fix, or not fix, but solve that instead of it being a wide spatter course? Well, I would say for first time course creators, mm -hmm. um, I would say for first time course creators, yes, it's better to, to focus small and make it something that um, you know you can deliver results on and you're not going to get overwhelmed by the magnitude of the project and quit halfway through. <laughs> um, and so you get this, this win out there and then you can build on it and you can make it part of a bigger course. You can bundle it with other items. Um, and so it, you can give yourself more patience in the process of creation. Like it's not the all or nothing, you know? Right, 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 right. I have to have this one giant course because that's my, that's my money maker or something, you know? Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about, did we talk about how somebody could get this, uh, a little idea of how somebody could get started creating a course? Do they mm. gather their stuff together? Do they present it to you? How, how does that, how does somebody just go about thinking, oh, because they might have this real calling yeah. and they just don't know where to go with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think a lot of course creators do things the opposite way from how I recommend. <laughs> a lot of people start with the content and so they look at all their content and they're like, whoa, what am I gonna pick from this to teach? Um, and, and they get overwhelmed and the, they, get, they lose their sense of purpose. Like, what, what am I doing with this? And so what I recommend is that you start with the ends in mind instead for the learner. So not do I, what do I want to teach, but what will the learner walk away with? What will they know how to do? What will they know? And what will they feel by the end of it? What transformation am I providing? Um, if there's a gap of some kind in their life from where they are now to where they want to be, what journey am I walking them through to get there? So start with those ends in mind. Um, but before you can even do that, you've got to know who is my audience? Um, so who is this course for? Who do I want to be speaking to? Um, what do I know about them? 
what do they already know about this topic and what are they feeling about it right now? So, you know, it's going to be a different course if they know a lot about the topic and it's not a knowledge issue, it's a motivation issue. Um, then you've got to do something different. But if they don't know anything about the topic, then maybe you've got to do some information delivery and some action component. So the audience, the transformation, and then just mapping out the process. So if you've got the, the, the end goal and you've got the starting point, what's the first step? What's the next step? Um, and some people like to work backwards. So if I know the end goal is I, um, that the learner will be a wonderful public speaker, um, then like, okay, before they can be a wonderful public speaker, they have to have a speech outline, know the basics of you know, public speaking. So, and then you put them in order of what makes sense. So that's how you get started. Um, and a lot of people are able to create courses on their own. Um, the software out there these days is very intuitive. So if you have any kind of tech savvy, you can do it on your own um, for fairly, you know, cheap. Um, but what I see a lot of people run into is that it just starts to feel overwhelming. Like there's a lot for them to do and know and learn and doing it on their own, they lose momentum, they get stuck. Um, and so working with someone like me, an instructional designer, a learning alchemist, um, people have that guide walking with them, holding them accountable, telling them, okay, this is your next step. Okay, we're gonna meet on this date and this, these are your deliverables. And, and so not just walking them through it, but also doing it for them. So <laughs> that's part of the service that I provide. Um, so if they don't wanna do the graphic design, if they don't wanna do the, the building the course in the learning management system, um, if they don't wanna create the workbook themselves, that's what I offer. I like that. Yeah, cause definitely, definitely you can get overwhelmed when you're thinking about course creation. Um, mm -hmm. um, and just stopping to think, to ask yourself those questions, you know, like who is my audience? What are they gonna get out of this particular course? Um, what's the other one? Um, you know, where's the gap from, again, to me, it's who you are and mm -hmm. who you need to become to get you across that gap, to navigate that gap. Yeah. Um, and that's what the course, the coaching, the whatever is, is helping you navigate. Um, very, very good, very good. I, I, this has just been just very enlightening for me because um, because this is something close to my heart as far as course creating. So you, how can people work with you? If somebody says, I am ready, I have this calling to create a course, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, the best way is to visit my website, alchemylearningsolutions.com. Um, if you go there, there will be a pop-up immediately um, so people can download my free guide. It's five mistakes to avoid when creating your online course. Um, so that's just a free guide for them. And then they can also um, click through to the work with me page and find my contact information and schedule a free discovery call. Very nice. Boy, don't we all need that if we're thinking about course creation. Five mistakes to avoid when creating an online course. <laughs> and is, this is that's a right. Is that is that correct? Yep, yep. It's a PDF download. Very good. So they can 
Look at that. And this is at alchemylearningsolutions.com. You got it. Very good. This has just been wonderful. I thank you so much for, for joining us today. And um, it's been very enlightening for myself. Do you have any other closing words that you'd like to leave us? Oh, I would just say that if you've been thinking about teaching, sharing what you know, creating a course, stop hesitating. There are people out there that need what you know. So there's help. You don't have to do it by yourself. Go for it. I love that. Go for it. <laughs> now I have to tell myself that. <laughs> yep drink your own medicine the choir here. <laughs> so um i appreciate you jess i thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening i hope that you enjoyed it and that you will like comment and subscribe to our uh, to our podcast dynamic thriving podcast and you can listen to it wherever you love to listen to podcasts um, and be sure and visit our website, maryannpack.com for all of our services. And um, there's also a, um, a page there that if you would like to donate, it would certainly help our work um, reach uh, a greater impact into the world. So I certainly appreciate you. Um, thank you again, Jess. And remember, you. you are joy looking for a way to express.